What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Process Sports Radio. Once again, we are joined by Balraj from More Than Sports. Another quick episode for you guys, getting right into the NBA talk because that's the hot pressing issue right now. Balraj, let's dive right into it ASAP. Kevin Durant is back in the news once again, this time with another member of the media, Jay Williams on ESPN. They're talking about how Jay Williams and Kevin Durant, a private party, had a conversation and Kevin Durant went up to Jay Williams and said, don't ever compare me to Giannis Attentacupo ever again. KD, of course, backtracked his statement. What are your thoughts on this KD beef going on once again in the media? Shout out Kevin Durant. You're the realest person I know because you reply to common people and you tend to go at everyone. So just first of all, respect to that. But we've seen this before. Kevin Durant once again making headlines and not just on the basketball court, but uh, on other news as well, especially with Jay Willis. Jay Willis came out and the story you just mentioned, it was a great story. I was amped. I was like, no wonder KD's just giving it to Giannis. Like, if you've been watching the series, it's literally Kevin Durant against Giannis and Giannis can't do anything. It's just Kevin Durant's like, yo, you guys really thought like we're on the same playing field? Again, Kevin Durant's comments or whatever he wants, like that's he's he's just a very opinionated guy. After the game, he there's uh, the reporter asked him a question like, "Hey, KD, how do you feel about coming back? Uh, like, did you ever think you're going to return to hell?" He's like, "What kind of fucking question is that?" Like, that's just Kevin Durant. I think at this point, we got to get used to it. But going to the basketball side of it again, like dude, from a skillful standpoint, like Giannis and Kevin Durant, like not even on the same planet. Like they're so far apart. It's like Earth and then like the galaxy we can't even see like that's how different the skill level is and that's all i'm gonna say i'll let i'll let you talk about the rest yeah so again i echo your sentiments clearly like kevin durant we know whether he had i'm pretty sure he had the conversation with jay williams about this and it actually did happen you just know kevin durant's just gonna deny 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 anything in the media because he doesn't want to bring heat on him or any aspect or i think i think he just likes to have drama in the media surrounding him that's just what he likes he just likes that um, and I think it's huge for him because it also help, helps. It's like, you don't need to get psyched up for a game, whatever. I think Kevin Durant gets psyched up by clowning with the media, like being a troll. I think, you know, some people are just trolls. Kevin Durant yeah. is just a troll. Yeah. But like we were saying, right? It's evident this series that Giannis is athletic, extremely athletic, but he's not a real skillful basketball player. He's just, he's just, they call him the Greek freak for a reason because he's a freak of nature athletically and physically, not skill-wise, right? Yep. You know, he, um, there's a stat I saw. He shoots 33% from the field anywhere three feet away from the rim. And you're seeing that right now. They're basically daring him to shoot jump shots right now. Yeah. And he cannot hit jump shots. And I, it's the same thing with Ben Simmons, which we'll touch on Philadelphia in a minute. I believe if you're going to be that true superstar in the game, you have to have different levels to your game. You're seeing it with Kevin Durant. You've seen it with LeBron James. You've seen it with Steph Curry. You can do multiple different facets of your game. Giannis, it doesn't have that many multiple facets of his game. Offensively, defensively, we know he's a stopper, but offensively, he's challenged where it's a zero step or drive it to the basket. Yeah, it's and the Nets have literally just a wall. I mean, Blake Griffin's actually doing a great job one-on-one. Like if people Blake Griffin's basically daring Giannis to shoot the ball. Yeah, it's, and Giannis it's actually seeing the ball. Yeah, it's actually surprising. It's the same thing with Ben Simmons. Like we said, we'll touch upon that after this, but let's just quickly close this out. 
he's been in the league for like I think almost like five, six, seven, eight years now. Giannis, right? Giannis I could be. Wrong. Yeah, for at least right? year seven or yeah, year seven. By this time, LeBron was kind of the same. Obviously, LeBron had obviously more talent, and but he didn't have a jump shot, and he was kind of the same way. But I would say LeBron was a little bit more smoother out the rim. Like he knew how His, to like. LeBron's jump shot was there. It just wasn't consistent. At, at yeah. Giannis's jump shot looks broken, right? <laughs> like it just looks like. And I was, I think Giannis this summer, once they get knocked out in probably five games, right? Yeah. Literally just shoot, shoot a thousand jump shots a day. Yeah. Because right? if he can build that, then that pulls them away from the rim. And then that again, will open up the lane so to go drive back to the rim or just create spacing, right? And that's, I think you're seeing that with Milwaukee where I know, I know we, th- remember we talked about last week where, you know, oh, wow, like they might have a big three with Middleton and, uh, Drew Holiday, but it's when you compare to Brooklyn, it's not. And think about it: Brooklyn just beat the brakes off of Milwaukee without James Harden in Game Two. Yeah, he missed most of Game One. Yeah. So it just shows you just how when KD gets in that zone, Kyrie gets in that zone, and you know Blake's dunking on everybody again, like it's circa 2011. Yeah. Right? It's it's showtime. It's showtime in Brooklyn. Like that's what sight. they are. It's a scary sight to behold. Yeah. Uh, but let's go over to the other Eastern Conference one. Let's talk about Philly and Atlanta. So that series is tied at one right now. And I'm way more impressed with the way the Hawks are playing. Yeah. Than the Sixers. So I think the Sixers, Embiid is getting his, but Ben Simmons getting four points in a game is unacceptable, especially for a guy that came into this league and people were comparing him to LeBron James. Yeah. Four points. Could you imagine somebody of LeBron's caliber getting four points in a game? I get it. He's a great defensive player. I get it. He's got the passing ability. He does more than scoring. But again, if you are truly going to be a superstar in this game or considered that type of player, you need to be able to shoot the ball. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that has taken me by surprise, but not really, is that the scores in the game have been so high. Like everybody hits 120 plus, it seems like. Like it's ridiculous. It's It's a different game than it was before. Yeah, like like for me, it's still very hard to be... Like Ben Simmons, great player doesn't really take the shot doesn't even attempt a shot so whoever that defender is is just looking at him just like i don't like i'm just standing there i'm he's looking at somebody else to help off so ben simmons is literally not even a decoy at like worse so that means whoever is helping on that side could go double joel and beat and that's the sixers and they got a great coach in doc rivers and i feel like doc's been trying to implement like ben simmons and like obviously like yesterday like once they're in the fast break ben simmons has great vision that's where his strengths are right but again the sixers are going to Embiid and like Embiid is literally jacking up like every shot like that's what it seems like to me shout out to the other guy what was his name that came in yesterday uh Jake Milton dude that dude, legit like Lou Will off the, like that's what Lou Will was supposed to be doing Shake for the Hawks Milton really Shake Milton helped the Sixers basically win that game he, like, he did win that game for them because he went on that stretch by himself and Atlanta yeah. Atlanta was playing well early on. They were. They were up. They were up. They were up. I think were they up at they're up at halftime. It was really tight at halftime. They're right? they're up like six or seven yeah, in they the were third up late. You were thinking I was like in my head, wow, like you know, Atlanta might steal both games. Yeah, yeah. Really. The trade didn't play well. It depends on Embiid's health. And I think yeah. you know, Tobias Harris needs to step up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think Seth Curry's been playing really well this playoffs. I was really been really Oh yeah, he has, yeah. Steph Curry has, he's not Steph Curry, but he's been hitting, hitting his threes on a very good level right now. Yeah, agreed. And I think 
you need Ben Simmons to do more offensively to help put them over the top because Atlanta's got guys that can score. John Collins, Trey Young, Bogdanovich, Clint Capella can get Kobe. you 1,500, right? Of course, Lou Will off the bench, Yeah. right? So I think, and then you're going down to Atlanta where you know that crowd's going to be fired up. Can Philly finally, you know, put some games together on the road and show that toughness? I don't know. Yeah, like I think Atlanta is going to be crazy, bro. They got like those A1, like A-tier celebrities always on the side and stuff like that. And they love Atlanta right now. Atlanta's popping because like Trey Young and like Bogey, like they've brought that. Like they're two ice cold players where they actually love when the crowd's like yelling at them and stuff like that. Like you, like he said, like Bogey was like, like six, seven times. Like, I'm like, yo, this guy's cold. And I don't, I don't know if the Sixers have enough like, cold or like dog players to go up against Atlanta because Atlanta has like a lot of players like that I think you're absolutely right I think I like I know Embiid wants it Embiid yeah I do too yeah he can't stay healthy but you know Embiid wants to win I don't know about that with Ben Simmons sometimes I think Ben Simmons likes to be an NBA superstar rather than being a winning player he likes all that comes with being an NBA superstar but he doesn't prove it on a nightly basis in when it matters the most yeah so I think I think Trey Young he likes play. You saw him in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You saw him. He wanted that attention with that crowd. You saw yeah. Bogdanovich, right? Yeah. In Philly when he shushed the crowd, like we just said, right? You see that type of mentality and you need that in the playoffs. So you, you yeah. saw Chris Paul and Jay Crowder dancing after they knocked the Lakers out, right? <laughs> like you need that, that type of hurt. like that dog mentality, right? You need that yeah. type of like that alpha me- that uh, I'm not, I don't give a shit. Like I don't yeah. care where we are. I'm going to get to put the ball in the bucket no matter how much this crowd boos and stuff like that. Yeah. And you need that toughness. And I don't think Philly has that toughness with a guy like yeah. Ben Simmons. And I just feel like Trey Young, every single game he plays, he just gets better and better. Like his better confidence just... More, more confidence. And when he's in Atlanta, bro, that crowd's crazy. I'm telling you. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins both games and then they close out in six. I honestly, like, I was thinking Philly... I think I said Philly in five, right? Yeah. But after seeing, you know, Embiid, we don't know what his health's like. Ben yeah. Simmons is always iffy. I could really see Atlanta winning this series now. Like, I could yeah. really legitimately see the Atlanta winning maybe in six games, like you said, possibly seven, because they can win in Philly. They've shown they've won in Philly. And if Philly yeah. hasn't shown through the Simmons and beat era, they can get over that hump. We saw them lose in game seven to Toronto. Of yeah. course, Kawhi hit one of the luckiest shots ever, according to Skip <laughs> Bayless. But... Um, like even then, the, you you never can trust. Just like Milwaukee, you can't trust them. You can't trust them when it matters the most. Yeah, I agree. Right. Um, speak. Let's go over to the West. So, yeah. Clippers Jazz last night. Yeah. Jazz crowd was electric last yeah. night. Yeah. D Wade, shout out to D Wade. Yeah, D Wade was with Gabrielle Union. Yeah. But they were very, very they're jacked up yesterday. Yeah, hundred percent. Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Over Ben Simmons, right? Yeah. Um. So, but. I was very impressed with what I saw with Utah because yeah. they shot the ball poorly in the first half and Donovan Mitchell took the ball and took over the game. And that, mm. we didn't see that from Kawhi or PG. They know we didn't take the game over. Donovan Mitchell took the game over. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul George. I uh, love Paul George. I felt like uh, he played like somewhat decent in the last series. But uh, again, Paul George yeah, said there's no way. He, he had a, he, I think Paul George had a good numbers. But if you look at game five, six, and seven, he, he didn't shot, pass your eye test. You're what, that's what you're saying. He he shot below 30 or below 40 percent. Yeah, because Kawhi was going ham the last two games. Kawhi, Kawhi wasn't losing. <laughs> Kawhi went Kawhi went basically 2019 Kawhi mode, where it's yeah. give me the ball, get out of my way, I'll yeah. get all the buckets, right? And you yeah. saw, especially in game six, man, game six in Dallas, the last couple minutes down the stretch, it was is his ball, and he everything you knew, you knew that ball was gonna go in right when he shot it. 
Yeah, literally, I agree. But let's go back to the Utah series. So, like, Paul George, again, like, I I mean, I feel like he'll show up. Like, Kawhi was kind of doing his thing, and, like, uh, Morris was kind of doing his thing in the first. Luke Kennard, shout out to the lefty, just came in and was fired because he wasn't getting any playing minutes. He only got playing minutes in Game 7, like, the end of Game 7 a tour, uh, with the Mavericks. Came in a couple shots, and now all of a sudden, he has, like, a rhythm. So, I think he might be in the rotation. But, again, let's go to the Jazz because... Donovan Mitchell just all of a sudden when no shots like Utah had really good open looks in the beginning but they just weren't knocking them down and then Donovan Mitchell was just like you know guys like this is why I am compared to Dwayne Wade I got D Wade on the side here that's my idol I'm gonna show him why I'm on on his level on my way up to his level so shout out to Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz have been like the best team in their all season like they just play really great and shout out to Jordan Clarkson who all of a sudden just like turned it around became the sixth man of the year like three years ago or four years ago, he was with LeBron in the East finals and like LeBron had no help. But again, LeBron's a system and I just feel like Jordan Clarkson just fit in really good with the Jazz and he's perfectly what they need. And here's the thing, the funny thing about Utah is the guy that came second in voting for the sixth man of the year is on the Utah Jazz as well. <laughs> Joe Ingles, right? That's, Utah's a very deep team. Now, very. I think that the comparisons to Dwayne Wade, I disagree with that because when you look at Dwayne Wade when he first came in the league, yeah. What did he do in those first finals appearance? He averaged 35 points a game, one finals MVP. Right? Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's fair to compare him to um Don Mitchell to Dwayne Wade at this particular juncture right yeah. now. But I do see the similarities in the styles they play and stuff like that. I definitely Yeah, I'm that. I'm only comparing it from just the skill set and just skill how their set. games are the same way. Definitely. Not from an accomplishment. Okay, I'll I'll agree with the skill set in that aspect where I think that you know they have similar skill sets and stuff like that. But yeah. man, I really I thought the Clippers, you know, it's still early, right? But I thought the Clippers finally getting over that hump, it'll give them so much more confidence, especially a guy like Paul George, because they finally yeah. made it past the first round. But I think it is what it is with Paul George. It's a mental thing, right? Where he just, I don't know what it is with Paul George in the playoffs. You know, he was the, you know, top three MVP voting a couple of years ago. Couldn't do it in Oklahoma City. I think ever since that injury happened, he was not the playoff performer he was early on in Indiana. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I agreed. think... The, if this Clippers team is going to get past Utah, they're going to need Kawhi to be Kawhi like he was in game six and seven against Dallas to move past his Utah team, which is very, very, very deep. Very, very deep and very, very well coached. Quinn Snyder? Mike Conley last night too. <laughs> yeah. They were missing their starting point guard. Yeah. And it's just really hard to play in Utah to begin with. Like, I mean, it's just a very difficult place. I mean, other they than... Play at an, they play at an altitude as well. So, of course, that's going to help you uh, affect the way you play. And also just being in front of a full crowd like that, that's on top yeah. of you. And they actually have like home court advantage because the crowd's just so into it. Because there's some like stadiums, courts you go to and like... They, yeah, it's cool that they have home court. But the, like the Clippers don't have a home court advantage right now, man. They have more cutouts than actual fans in yeah. their building, right? <laughs> So um, I definitely think that, you know, Utah is the number one seed for a reason. They're yeah. the team, but I don't know if they're as talented as the Clippers, but I think their depth could definitely pull them past the Clippers unless Kawhi and sorry, not unless Kawhi, because we know Kawhi's going to unless Paul George proves that he actually is playoff P. Yeah, uh, I think by the time we'll come back, which is next Wednesday, uh, they'll be in game four. Four, It'd be like halfway through the series. Yeah. Well, what do you think? What do you think is gonna be the series by the time think, we get back? I on think Wednesday? Jazz in. Well, I'm thinking Jazz will have a three-one lead potentially. Yeah. I think the Jazz win in five games, maybe six games. 
Okay, I have six. I I feel like Clippers would probably. I don't know. Clippers has been weird, bro. I don't know what's up with them. See, we both thought. I thought last week that Dallas was gonna come back and win. Yeah, we thought that. That, <laughs> that night, that last Wednesday, the Clippers lost at home to Dallas, and I thought oh, Dallas yeah. would go for sure on Friday, and you know t- take out the Clippers. But Kawhi went into Kawhi mode, right, and got his little yeah. software update and came out as guns a blazing, right. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> It was it's definitely interesting. Then let's go to the last series, the one that is on right now. Phoenix yeah. is winning by about 17 points right now against the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. MVP Nikola Jokic. Can I get your opinion on that quickly? Was he a good choice for MVP? <laughs> Shout out for Nikola Jokic for winning MVP for the centers out there. Last guy to win it was Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not going to compare the two because I, I have my favorite, but obviously a totally different center. I think uh, Nikola Jokic got it. I think it was well-deserved. A lot of people thought it, it should have been Joel Embiid. But to me, like Joel Embiid just was like too inconsistent, like in and out of the lineup. He wasn't healthy. Yeah. He wasn't healthy. I mean, LeBron was a top three candidate and yeah, that all went to hell after that. But uh, anyways, yeah, well-deserved. Uh, really uh, just a totally different player, like plays at his own pace. Uh, Really good passing center, probably the one of the best we've ever seen. Really high IQ. He's so. one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, he's a center. And he's a center. He brings up the ball, so like he's just a very unorthodox type of player. I feel like the NBA is still adjusting on how to guard Jokic. Anyway, let's get to the series. Game one. Yeah, I mean the the Nuggets were like up for a little bit, and then all of a sudden the Suns in the second half, like mid third quarter, just went on this bizarre, crazy run. Like it reminded me of the Golden State Warriors when like Steph would hit a three, and then all of a sudden the places is rocking, Oracle's going crazy. It was kind of like that. And I feel like our younger viewers don't really know how like the Phoenix crowd was, but like Phoenix back in the day when they had Dan Tony, Steve Nash, Sean Marion. Uh, what's our boy, the number one on Joe Johnson? How you can bring up Joe Johnson, right? They were like that card was rocking back in the day, and they've been waiting a long time for their team to be relevant and going into the playoffs. And again, like for me, I've been comparing a lot of people to Kobe Bryant because they all have like similar skill sets to Kobe, but I think we have a leader, and that is Devin Booker, who is slowly pushing his way towards that Kobe because. I always compare Tatum, but Tatum doesn't have the cockiness in him, but like Book wants it. And Book, every time he goes up against, is always trash talking people, the defender and stuff like that. So, yo, like Book is just going crazy. And CP's just got everything under control. Like he is the like general, like he knows he's going to get you a really high quality shot every single time. So, but I still think that this will go seven. I'm going to go out on it right now and put my allegiances to the Phoenix Suns. I'm cheering for the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship this year. Because like you said, I love Devin Booker's game. I don't, I, I, his mid-range game is Kobe-esque. His mentality is Kobe-esque. I think Kobe was more athletic than yeah. Devin Booker. Yeah. Kobe was a lot more athletic than Devin Booker. Yeah. But I agree that mentality that Devin Booker has, I love it. I yeah. think, I think you're seeing the Chris Paul effect. Yeah. Chris Paul came to this team that had not made the playoffs in 10 years, like you said, right? Chris Paul comes to this team. They're a second seed in the Western Conference. I remember when he got traded to the Phoenix Suns. Me and you were talking on a podcast back yeah. then. And I said, this doesn't really push the needle. There's still going to be a 7-9, seven, you know, 7-9 seven to, seven to nine seed, right? Yeah. I was, boy, was I wrong. The yeah. way Chris Paul is able to come in, take control of this team, and just put everybody in the right positions. He's yeah. the ultimate floor general. You saw on that in the game 
on what the game one was the other day on was it uh, Monday night? Yeah. Monday night. You saw Chris Paul come in and he scored about 14 points in the fourth quarter. Just take a game over and yeah. be that get a bucket when your team needs a bucket. Yeah. And I love Monty Williams as the coach. I think they're they're young, they're hungry. Uh, you know, they got guys like Jay Crowder who's been around the playoff block. I love DeAndre Aiden's game. He's evolving as a better center now. You yep. have Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne. You have these young pieces. I want the Phoenix Suns to win the title. And I think they actually have a very good chance of making it to the finals and Chris Paul finally getting his first NBA championship. Yeah, there's there's so many storylines in the West, especially. It's like, yeah, the Suns, the Suns have been relevant. Now they got like someone that's similar to like basically Steve Nash. Like Steve Nash and Chris Paul are like very similar, yeah. Very similar players. And Steve Nash had the same effect when he came and they were like going crazy. They had the second seed, but they lost. They didn't have defense. But this uh Suns team, they like to play defense. Just ask the Lakers, bro. Like LeBron saw like 10 eyes every single time. But yeah, I mean, I would like the Suns to reach the finals, but uh there's a different beast in the east out there so i just feel like it's gonna be a minute till somebody gets a chip but yeah i mean yeah. we'll see what happens with harden if he when he comes back and stuff like that because you know they still haven't played that many games together right now they're flowing very well but i just think i think kyrie and kd are enough to win a championship i don't even think you need james harden i think james harden was just like a bonus i don't know man like the way james harden can orchestrate that offense to kind of let it because you saw when harden played he kind of let you know kyrie kind of took the took the ball out of his hands like okay give Harden the ball and let Harden control the offense right yeah I think that could be a major key but like you said right now they're flowing so well yeah it's, yeah yeah <laughs> that's just what it is they're just I mean it's, it's so <laughs> so hard to kind of explain the the Nets because it just looks so good right now you can't find anything to pick at them with right yeah like you can't unless they just choke right yeah that's, that's the only thing you gotta hope for they choke that's about it <laughs> All right, Balraj, we have some non-playoff news. Of course, the Lakers just got eliminated last week. But LeBron is back in the news. He is changing his number. He's ditching 23 and going back to number six. Does that mean we're going to see Miami LeBron in LA? <laughs> Yo, like, I don't know. Like, LeBron low-key just does like the gimmicky-ass things. Like, I don't even know. Like, yeah, he said that like two years ago that they were going to change the numbers and they didn't. And then, like... I don't know, man. To, like to think that LeBron's gonna go back to Miami, LeBron. That's just really tough because Miami LeBron was just a totally different animal. <laughs> like that's a lot asking. But uh, those of you wondering, I was absolutely joking. I was not <laughs> saying that LeBron is actually gonna be uh, LeBron. No, but like there are people out there that are just such diehard LeBron fans that they're like, yo, if he changes to number six, yo, what if he's thinking of going back to like. The Miami LeBron, maybe he puts on like 30, 40 pounds and goes back to like 280 and like, probably not because he, I think he's just doing it from a business standpoint because he had, like, again, we were talking earlier, NBA jerseys, LeBron's number one, right? And I feel like the number one jersey they got is that, that light blue jersey they had on Christmas day with the white, that jersey's so cold. And I feel like that's why a lot of people bought it. But uh, now he changes his jersey number again and Luca was second. I feel like Luca would have surpassed him in the jersey sales, but now he's changing his number. So that means you got to get a six LeBron James jersey. 1,000%. That's exactly why he did it. Yeah. What is it? He has a new movie coming out, Space Jam, next month, right? Is he wearing six in that? Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what the tweet. The tweets were, because he's wearing six in Space Jam, he's going to score a six in the NBA. Business move. The smart, it's a bit LeBron staying relevant and making sure his jerseys are yeah. always going to be number one. So yeah. All those LeBron fans that have a number 23 Lakers jersey, like myself... 
<laughs> are gonna have to buy a number six Lakers jersey now because LeBron changed his number. I got a better. I got a better like thing. I uh, stay here. Look, Anthony Davis is going back to number twenty-three. So no, does he, that mean we get the New Orleans Anthony Davis? But here's the thing: look, Anthony Davis said he's gonna stay with number three. Oh man, come so on! Nobody's wearing number twenty-three. And you know what I saw on Twitter? They were saying mm-hmm. they should retire number twenty-three for LeBron with the Lakers. And I, I am, I don't know if this is just delusional fans or whatnot, but. People thinking that LeBron's an all-time great Los Angeles Laker absolutely baffles me because that franchise has had so many great players. And LeBron has LeBron won one title, right? Give him that. But in two of the three seasons, he missed, did not make the playoffs and got bounced in the first round. He is not in the same level as Kobe, Magic, Kareem, Shaq, Jerry West, right? So LeBron is not a top five Laker of all time. So please kill that narrative. Uh, I think, yeah, there's a lot of delusional fans out there. And this is why we're here to give you guys like the real deal. And there's no way ever, actually not ever. If LeBron wins like three, four tips with the Lakers, yeah, they'll think about it because there's still a lot of people he has to suppress. The only place LeBron's jersey, in my opinion, should be retired to 23 is Cleveland. But that's I, I, I tend to agree with you on that. I think that when you look at LeBron's career, of course, you know for sure, like he is the Cleveland Cavaliers franchise, right? In Miami, you could make an argument that he deserves to have his number retired in Miami. They probably yeah. will retire his number. I think so. They will, yeah. Right? Um, but he doesn't think, get a statue there, though. No. Like, LeBron in Cleveland, he is the Cleveland Cavaliers franchise, yeah. right? Yeah. Miami, that's Dwayne Wade's franchise. Wade right? County, baby. That's Wade County, right? The Lakers yeah. will never be LeBron's franchise ever. Ever. Never. Right? They're still diehard that, Kobe fans. That, that belongs to that. Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant. You can battle to see who's the greatest Laker of all time. Yeah. I think it's Kobe, but a lot of people think it's Magic, right? Yeah, I, I think it's Kobe too. It's a yeah. toss-up, right? But both, yeah. like, you will never surpass Kobe and Magic because those two guys are so synonymous with LA. He will never be that. Right? Yeah, I never. Simple as that. Simple as that, guys. So <laughs> we will be back next week again for an NBA talk again. We want to thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for more great content. Make sure to like and subscribe to all of our stuff on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram. You know the drill. Take care, guys. Stay safe.